being able to go online or whatever streaming service you have and be able to buy whether it's fashion whether it's whether it's um, decor or whatever and being able to buy right off that platform you're listening to females who film where we talk about all things video production entrepreneurship and being a woman in the creative industry if you've been looking for a community of women to learn from and lean on look no further Be sure to follow us on Instagram and join the growing Females Who Film Facebook group. Your online resource for all things video production from beginner to expert. All right, ladies, let's get rolling. Welcome to another episode of Females Who Film. We are so excited you are tuning in. My name is Carly and I am here alongside my co-hosts, Chloe and Nikki. Hi. (laughs) Today we are interviewing the lovely ladies behind Fash Film FET. And we are so excited for this conversation because not only is this film festival taking place in our lovely city of Phoenix, Arizona, but we are also going to be in attendance. And we are so excited for April 30th to finally get here. Mignon is the founder and executive director of Fash Film FET. She has a background in journalism and previously ran an online style and entertainment magazine that she founded. And Robin is a global brand strategist who founded an online branding platform called Brandtini, featuring an agency and academy. We are so excited to dive into this conversation, so let's get it started. All right, you guys, we are so excited to have this conversation. Thank you all so much for joining us on the podcast today. We're so excited to be here. Thank you for having us, Carly. Yeah. So uh, we kind of want to kick things off just hearing a little bit about your background um, and what brought you here to having this festival that's coming up in a few short weeks. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to start, Robin? Yeah, you go for it. Okay. So a little bit about my background. I, I have a journalist background. Um, I previously worked for um, a Gannett newspaper, and I worked on the style team. I wrote articles, um, features about fashion, also interviewed celebrities. And while doing that, I decided I really, I had a blog at that time, and I really wanted to focus on that blog. So I decided to do what most people would say was insane, and I decided to go and get my master's in fashion journalism. Everybody's like, you're already at a newspaper. What are you thinking? And I was like, you know, I really want to be able to write about the technical side of fashion. I want to say, you know, why? fabric is made with Wiccan if it's going to be used for sport activity. I really wanted to be able to speak educational-wise with it. So I decided, I moved to San Francisco, um, went through an MFA program, got my MFA program, and used a site I had at the time called um, The Chic Spy, and um, I used it as my thesis. And um, that went really well. And I also made some great contacts up there. Got to interview some really cool people like Idris Elba, Emma Stone. So it was it was really exciting. And so um, did I ran that publication for a little bit over ten years. And then it it started not to do it for me anymore. I I was going through a time. You know, you go through that time, especially as an entrepreneur, and you're looking. Okay, is this still meeting my goals and what I want to do? And I feel like it wasn't doing any give back, right? So I decided to take a hiatus from being an entrepreneur. Went and worked for a company. Then realized why I wanted to be an entrepreneur once again, and I decided I wanted to um, continue doing something in style and entertainment, but something that actually had a give back component. So I thought about it. It's always been a passion to have a film festival. So I said, why not a 
fashion film festival. And I said, what better place than Arizona? Because we really are trying to be progressive and move forward and have a fashion culture here. And we're already successful with, you know, other film festivals that are here. So why not combine the two? And so that's how I came up with Fashion Film Fit. Love that. Love that. So Robin, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, yeah, give us your background, babe. Well, so I'll just say that my I had a passion for fashion years ago. I had a little women's boutique in 2008. And from there, after, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. It was up at City North for a while. Yeah. Yep. It was called Apricot Lane. It was really fun. And it was uh, kind of a franchised uh, boutique. But I was the first one to start off with a website and blog and Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) So, and we did fashion parties for moms and daughters uh, because they all dressed a lot alike. So um, I had a lot of that, a lot of fun. We did a trunk show. We did all kinds of fun things. So I've always had that in kind of in my purview of what I love to do and and then after um unfortunately the the big crash that happened in 2009 um the boutique was no longer but I continued on with chic branding which was my brand and communication business on my own so um kind of learned from that that hey I can do the personal branding side so um focused on telling stories of, of personal brands and and so as I was doing that I hooked up with Mignon, and she was at the Chic Spy at the time, so we were both chic, and we had a lot of fun <laughs> with that, and we decided, okay, it's time to think about, um, you know, what could we do together again, and so when she, when she kicked off this Fashion Film Fe- Festival, I just thought, okay, I want to I be your number two. I want to support you, so, um, so we've been traveling down the road a long time together, and, and I just want to keep doing that with her, and I really support other filmmakers and other producers and helping them tell their story, so we we are talking about putting together some things through Brantini, my new um, kind of productized business where I can actually help them think about, you know, what do you need to do with your personal brand and how do you bring it out in your business? So that's been our focus and we're working on some programs for that. That's awesome. You guys really are like a dynamic duo. We've had the opportunity to work with you on a couple productions and yeah, you guys have awesome, awesome energy and anything that you do, like putting your touch on it is amazing so well we call each other ebfs which are entrepreneur besties forever so (laughs) So cute (laughs) i love that yay well kind of diving in i mean obviously we want to talk a lot about the fashion world and how that relates to film and i know mignon you're like very very passionate about this so do you kind of want to kick it off and just kind of dive in on fashion and the diversity in film and fashion and all of that good stuff okay well i kind of like to explain um a little bit about with Fashion Film Fed and talk about how it was really important for me to have it at an art museum. And that's why I selected Phoenix Art Museum is because I really feel that fashion and film are art forms. And I specifically feel like fashion is one art form that everyone participates in, whether you're a buyer, whether you're a consumer, whether you're a retailer, we all participate on some on some level with it. And I felt it's also a unifier, right? I mean, how can you, you could just see someone walking down the street and they've got a look that you love or they're sporting something that you've never seen and it it could spark up communication or conversation and you kind of talk about it. So that's kind of where the passion is for me and how it can connect people, how it can connect communities. And we even see when, when we use 
when we embrace fashion from other cultures, you know, we're embracing that culture when we do that. So I think it's such a powerhouse that that is very underestimated. So yeah. and and kind of piggybacking off of that, how fashion really can be such an instrumental piece in telling a story too. Yes. So like weaving that into filmmaking um, and storytelling, yeah, it's it's kind of like a underrated thing that a lot of people don't think about. I feel yes, like how costume is so so important. I have a saying that sometimes fashion in a film, it can tell a story when words alone can't do it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you get period pieces and people aren't familiar with that era, but then when you incorporate the clothing, the set design, all those type of things, that helps push that story forward. So yes, I agree, Carly. Totally. Love that. Do you, well, tell us, what is Fash Film Fet? Okay, Fash Film Fet. So that name, I think is what you're asking me. And the whole festival itself. Okay, so... Basically what Fash, Fash Film Fet is, it's, um, it's a film festival celebrating storytelling, fashion storytelling. So like I was just saying earlier to Carly, where fashion can come in and play a role that adds to that character, right? That really gives that character an identity. Um, you can have a character, you, they can have their, their, their persona all laid out, they can have their words all laid out, but when you start to put the whole thing together and their look, that's when that person really comes to life and that makes them relatable to the viewer. So that's why it's so important to really, um, to, to, to emphasize what fashion can do in a film and to celebrate that because oftentimes we celebrate other things. We celebrate cinematography, which obviously very important. Um, we celebrate the storytelling aspect when you're thinking about the actual words, but we don't realize the impact that the fashion has in helping tell that story. So that's what we wanted to do here at Fashion from Fed. We actually use Film Freeway, which is a well-known a submission site. Um, festivals like Sundance, Tribeca use it. And we got over, we got 46 submissions. We were super excited about that, considering this is our inaugural year. Um, we've got submissions from France, Italy, Belgium, Israel, all over the world, as well as in the United States. And we actually selected 28 films that are going to be screened at Phoenix Art Museum. So we're really excited about it. Um, we're, we have documentaries, we have shorts, and we have fashion ads and music videos. And some people are like, oh, what are those? So you know, um, a lot of fashion designers now are moving away from doing runway shows because they're so costly, and they only make an impression for, what, 15 minutes? But now they're moving to actually really putting a lot of work into their fashion ads and their commercials, right? So instead of them just being in the pages of magazines, now you can really see a fashion film that tells a story. You know, Gucci has done it. Chanel has done it. Um, Even stores like H&M and Target are now doing it. So it's not just for the high-end labels anymore. And so we have a category for that as well. And that's what you'll see when you see fashion ad. And obviously, you know what music videos are. So that's Um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, We're also excited. We're going to have a cult classic feature, um, Mahogany, for people who aren't familiar. Mahogany is a 1975 film starring Diana Ross, um, the Motown songstress that used to be with the Supremes, then she went solo. Well, one of the, a, a fact, a fun fact that I learned a long time ago is that she actually designed all the costumes for the film. 
which is amazing because she did not get any big time billing for that. And the great thing about it is that I think it really hits on what our, our passion is about doing this, um, kind of elevating those historically underrepresented voices in fashion and film, like women and people of color. Her dream when she was in high school was to be a fashion designer. She actually, um, in Michigan, went to one of those um, art schools for high schoolers, and she studied, you know, garments. Um, she studied pattern making, and but that was not really open for her. There was not any opportunities past that. And so, of course, she became the singing legend that we know today. She signed with Motown and became part of the Supremes. But what if that opportunity would have been open for her? She might be Diana Ross, the famous fashion designer, right? Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that we want to try to have that opportunity for people to realize there's a lot more out there for you to do in fashion. Maybe you're not a fashion designer, but you can be a stylist or you can be a costume designer, right? Mm -hmm. So that's also some of the things that um, Robin and I are trying to bring to Fashion from Fet. Love that. Love that. Do you, um, you know, we talked about like you have the 28 film, 28, right? Yes. The 28 mm -hmm. films that will, you, you can view. Is there going to be a winner? Are you guys doing any sort of awards? Yes. We're actually giving away 15 awards. We're giving, and we're also giving away first and second place. So we're giving away a first and second place for, for documentary. We're giving away first and second place for shorts. We're giving away a first and second place for fashion ad and music videos. We're giving away a first and second place for cinematography. We're also giving away a first and second place for fashion impact and social impact. And we're giving away first and, first and second place for student um, and also an honorable mention because we feel like students need that little more rev up, right? Yes. Right. So Definitely. cool. I love that. Um, do you... Is it? Can they view these online if they're not in Phoenix? They can view the trailers online. Okay. So at fashionfilmfed.com, yeah. And then okay. you can also see the schedule. So the schedule's um, laid out as far as every the timing of every um, film that's going to be up there. And then we'll also have a panel discussion, too. So um, totally worth looking at. And then the, there's a VIP event. So you can decide what ticket people want to buy, you know, whether they just want to come to the festival. They want to just see one. They can also purchase that as well. And then the VIP ticket allows them to come in and we're going to do a special uh, drink special that evening and then have some appetizers. And um, then that's when we'll do the awards at the end of the evening. Awesome. Um, how can people get involved? If they want to buy tickets or, you know, like you said, watch some of the trailers. They can go to phoenixartmuseum.org. So it's PHX art.org and you can just so search on the home page and find the fast film fet and you can get your tickets there Amazing. um we have festival passes we have a vip pass and we have um individual tickets for mahogany and um all five of our documentaries um as well as our feature mahogany yeah, and um, we have an amazing panel of women that have been involved. Carly, you're one of those. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, a, it's really going to be awesome to see. All, you guys are all about, you know, females who film. So it's, it's amazing to think that we've been able to pull together an all-female panel mm -hmm. of diverse women. Yes. I was telling yes. the girls a couple weeks ago, like, when I got on that first call with all the jury, <laughs> jury panelists, I was like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are some incredible women on this call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, Think about it. I mean, we have literally, I was pulling up the list. We have um, film school professors, two of them. Yes. Right? Pret and ASU, which is amazing. 
Um, we have videographers. We have um, award-winning makeup artists. We have costume designers. We have museum fashion curators. So it's it's really a eclectic group of women that um, are all entrepreneurs, right? Um, and I, I just I would look at it and go, it's amazing. And then we have a special. Um, ambassador that just got assigned as well. You probably want to announce. Yes, that. Oscar De La Salas. Oh, um, he's amazing, and he's gonna. He's he's just jumped in there and said he'd love to support us, oh and that's the kind of allyship you're always looking yes, for. Yes, yeah. totally. Well, it's like you're. You guys are building such a strong community too. That like you're, I, I think I don't know what the vision or the goal when you guys were coming up with the concept of this, but like what you're building community wise is pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean. And we're we're not just stopping with the Fashion Field Festival. Mm. No, we're, we're not. We're yeah, tell of, us more. We've got more up our sleeve, but um, but we definitely want to focus in on museums. So yeah. we've already visited LA and um, the Academy, the Academy Museum. Museum. Yes. Um, and so we're looking at where does it go next. But what else do you want to tell them about? What else we're doing? Well, I'm super excited because we've had some really cool partnerships to come along. Um, one is with um, Fabric, Fab, one of Fabric's co-founders. Um, Angela Johnson. She's actually, she's an amazing illustrator. I don't know if you guys have seen her work, but um, we sat down and we, um, I wanted her to sketch out some characters from films that we're going to actually be auctioning these off. Um, it's going to benefit Phoenix Art Museum, um, Fabric, and Fashion Film Fet for next year. And she's done um, Diana Ross from Mahogany. Um, she's done, um, oh, come on, help me with this, Robin. Eminem. She's done Eminem from 8 Mile. Prince. Um, she's done Prince from Purple Rain. She's done um, um, Jane, um, Sean Connery version of Bond. Um, yes, in his famous tux. Um, Who are all the women she's done? I just, um, I just She's done um, Sandy from um, Grease. Um, she's done um, Valentina, um, the actual original Valentina from West Side Story. Um, and after this, I'll actually show you some of the illustrations. They are beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to be auctioning those off, and we're actually going to do a kind of fun story about it. Um, so we're excited about the partnerships. Um, we've had some great opportunities, partnership with Hotel Valley Ho. Um, in kind and, with and, the Goodbye and, Media. And, okay, the best of all. <laughs> has done some amazing stuff um they shot our video that we did our intro video that you saw robin and i in our um print fresh um pajamas we appreciate you carly Um, and i was saving the best for last and nikki and chloe i think they were the ones that actually showed yeah Yeah. 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 they were they were and they were so patient with us in our retakes um so so Kind of developing a film festival, I want to talk about that a little bit in Arizona. Obviously, we're not L.A., we're not New York. Where do you see the future of film in Arizona, in Phoenix? Where do you see it going? Well, I actually see it being bright. Um, and Carly, you might can help me on this. I just recently heard that some taxation has been revised that makes it more welcoming for films to be filmed here. So instead of them going to Dubai to do The Mummy Part 15, <laughs> yeah. they can come here <laughs> and do it. Um, okay, so... Um, yeah, Hollywood's going to be coming into Phoenix. Exactly, so I'm excited about that. I also think there's great prospects because there are amazing festivals out there you've got the phoenix film festival and you know they've built an amazing and i have to i have to shout out to jason um back in 2006 
16, 17, when I was thinking about this, I, I reached out to him for some guidance, and he got on a call for, with me for a couple hours to give me some advice. And, again, that's the kind of allyship you need in your community to support you. So thank you, Jason. Thank you, Phoenix um, Film Festival. So, um, yeah, so I think there's great prospects here, obviously. Um, and then you also have films that get screened here quite often. Um, and we get invited to those screenings, and we do write-ups. Like, we just really recently got invited to the Lost City um, screening, did a write-up on that. And so we also have opportunities with studios to do things here locally. So um, I think there is a lot of possibility. It's just um, giving, them the, giving them the project and the opportunity to come here. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah. So. And you talked earlier on film and fashion meeting and how that world is changing, like with runway shows not being as popular. What else do you see with film and fashion coming together in the next couple of years? Um, I love that you say that. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more, which you've already seen this, but it hasn't really been promoted the way I think it will be. I think you're going to start seeing retail start playing a big um, into it. Like you're going to start seeing um, being able to go online or whatever streaming service you have and be able to buy, whether it's fashion, whether it's, whether it's um, decor or whatever, and being able to buy right off that platform. So I think it's going to become more of a monetization opportunity um, for fashion mm-hmm. and film. So that's one of the major plays I, I see happening. And Robin and I are just thinking about the opportunities. We are already planning something. Well, that, you want to talk yeah, a little I bit about say it? That, that goes right into what we're talking about because we're, we're working on a streaming platform right now that would be around fashion and film. And so allowing people to literally see the film and purchase the item from the from the streaming platform. So pretty cool to to connect that. So we've we've found a partner that we're working with on that. And so we're going to start off a little bit small with it. But um, the idea is to take these initial films if they're if these folks are willing to start off with us and um, and then kick it off from there and then see how how it plays out. But it allows um, sponsors to be online. It allows the film to be online and then it allows someone to purchase through online. So I, I feel like a lot of it is, you know, you don't have have to be in New York. You don't have to be in LA. You can be in your own house and you can film part of it. Um, haven't looked into the metaverse yet, you know, that's a whole (laughs) nother thing, but that's, well, it's already here, but, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And one day, you know, we'll be watching Emily in Paris and be able to purchase her beautiful exactly. dresses right off our TV. Oh yeah. My God. I actually awesome. wouldn't purchase that phone cover. That's oh, I love the, <laughs> I love the phone case. We have it, too. And I have to tell you, ladies, this actually takes me full circle because the first blog I ever had was called Hollywood Digs. And what I would do is I would find things for people that they, they, they've seen in TV, on movies. And that actually got me exposed to the newspaper I worked at because they actually featured me before they hired me wow. for so for cool. um. It was a, it was a, a sweeps, a TV sweeps um, that they were doing. And so they thought it was cool to go look up things. And so that's actually what kicked off my blogging experience. So, so, cool. so, so I feel like it's it. full circle. And now we're going to do it more of an, a digital aspect of it. Amazing. So. Yeah, so, so cool. good. Um, and I know you kind of touched on this before, but we did produce that video for you guys last year, the intro video. Yes. Um, which was just so much fun. We'll have to post it so people can watch your, the pajamas <laughs> and the, so the masks. Um, but I, I really loved, that was so fun. To, you know, you guys are obviously very passionate about this and it was really fun the film but I think it'd be fun too if we all went around and kind of shared our um, favorite you know iconic fashion moment in a film that we've seen obviously starting with you guys okay hey Robin you start this one. <laughs> okay well mine's easy mine is from Pretty Woman when she yeah. came out in that red dress yeah. and 
killed it. And um, I just think everything about that movie was so exciting because, you know, people unexpectedly, you know, were rude to her when she went in shopping because they had an impression of her. And in the end, she, you know, prevailed in all of it. But every one of her outfits to me were so cool just going to the the horse race and what she wore there and so pretty women was like one of those for me that just really got me um intrigued and um i love that i love when she stepped out in that red dress yeah so good you know mine carly let's hear it <laughs> cruella oh, <laughs> i love it i like still I, I just remember watching that film for the first time the most recent one right, with emma stone, um, with emma stone. Yes. and i just remember when i watched it the first time like all i could think like i was so hyper focused on the the outfits and the the fashion that was in that film and every time i know we talked about this before but every time i watch it again i feel like i pick up something new or different you know right. so cruella is for sure a favorite no, I love that. I yeah. love that. And that's a good storytelling because you see her evolve. Her oh, style yeah. evolves mm-hmm. as her character evolves. Mm-hmm. So, what's so good. Um, I'll go next. I, well, I have two because one's a TV show. I don't know if that counts. That but, totally counts. <laughs> um, the first one I feel like is, has to be Great Gatsby. And I remember, um, actually, when I was in college, I did like a film history class and I did a whole presentation on the fashion of Great Gatsby. Um, But I think like my favorite moment of that movie is when he goes into like the first party, like Gatsby's house, and it's just like chaos, you know, but it's like beautiful, like the costumes, I mean, everything, the giant bottles of champagne that are like five feet tall. Um, But yeah, I love that one. But I think second one, obviously, can you guys guess what I'm going to say? No, Outlander. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys watched Outlander? I haven't. It's like, it's so good. Oh my gosh. It's like my favorite show ever. But it's set like in the 1700s and it's like, they're, I mean, they're going all over. It's like a very historical show, but it's like romance and really steamy. Um, but they do. It. Yeah, you'll have to watch it. Um, but like it's fun. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. It's like, I, it's so cool to see. I mean, even just like the costumes of like the Scottish Highlanders and all of that. Like it's really cool so that's mine chloe um you just said bridgerton it made me think of because the beautiful dresses the crown that show oh my gosh the set design and the costume design just everything about that is so beautiful but my first one was queen's gambit her look throughout the whole show her hair her dresses everything like it's just not like nothing i've ever seen before so that really stood out to me Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, I am going to be very cliche. I have two, too, so I'm going to steal that from you. But one, I'm go- it's going to sound so cliche, but I'm going to say Breakfast at Tiffany's. And the reason being is because, you guys, literally, it was only two years ago that I found out or realized that Holly Golightly was supposed to be a lady of the evening. I thought she was just this quirky, whimsical woman that just liked to be friendly to everyone. And one of my friends was like, no, she's a working girl. (laughs) And I'm like, how they were able to capture her in a way that made you empathize with her and want to even be her, right? And not focus on what she really was. That is the power of not only storytelling, but fashion to help you do that. Because if she would have been dressed, let's say, a little bit more provocatively, that would have given you those cues, then you would have seen it. And of course, it cemented the little black dress as a as a wardrobe icon. But um, And I also discovered they originally wanted Marilyn Monroe for that role. And how different might... Um, Truman Capote actually wanted Marilyn Monroe. And how different... And they told him, in this particular role, what we're trying to portray, that's too 
probably literal of what people would think. And, and that made the film and the way they dressed her. So um, I'd have to say Breakfast at Tiffany's. And the next one would be Mahogany. Because one of the things I also I think is amazing about the film is um, Diana Ross, as we know, is African-American. But she has a lot of costumes in there that um, are derived from other cultures. Like you see a kimono, you see... Um, you see um, items that look like they're from the Egyptian, ancient Egyptian era. So there's some really cool things in there that really take a cultural aspect as well. And then again, you know, her being able to bring that passion as a young child into um, a film now that, you know, she's an actress as well. I thought that was amazing. So those are my two favorites. So good. I just want to say thank you to you ladies. It's dynamic women like you who make this so worth doing. Um, Having you on this panel, having you support us, having you shoot us, having you make us feel comfortable on camera. Like, I hate being on camera. I don't know about you, Robin, but it's not my jam normally. But you you guys made us feel so good. Um, You made us feel empowered. You made us feel confident. And thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, That's so so cool. I know. Cut that. We'll post that on Goodbye Media page. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So um, Thank you. Yeah. And where can people find you if they want to follow along and all the amazing things that you guys mentioned? They can find us at our website at www.fashfashfilmfilmfete.com. You can also find us on Instagram and come like us because we love you. <laughs> Definitely give them a follow. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us yeah, today. Thank you. Yes, Cannot we will, wait to see you at the film festival. I know. We will report back. We'll have to do like an update after. Oh, it's sure. April 30th, right? <laughs> so this is part one. Yes, part one. <laughs> awesome. It. And we will be right back with our Q&A. All right, let's get into our Q&A for this week. We had Peyton from South Carolina email us um, how, which this question actually goes perfectly with this episode. Love when it kind of pairs up like that. Um, But she asked, how how do you submit a film to a festival? Okay, wow, rewind. How do you submit a film to a festival? Where do I even begin? Um, So Chloe's going to answer this one because she's had a little bit of experience with this personally. Just a little bit. Just a wee bit of experience. Um, But let's hear it. Chloe um I'll give my experience I don't have a ton um it's been a couple years since I submitted to a film festival but if you have experience in this I would love to hear about it so let us know in the Facebook group um my experience so six years ago I made a short film called Summerhaven Drive and I submitted it on filmfreeway.com filmfreeway.com um has a wide range of film festivals basically like all the film festivals in the country and it shows you the dates that they're accepting the dates that they'll tell you. So it's like a one-stop shop to submit your like one link to all these different festivals. Obviously they cost money. Some of them are more expensive than others, but just know that Sundance isn't like the only one out there. Like Sundance is like the one everyone knows in con and Tribeca, but there's all these other amazing local festivals that you can submit to. Um, my friends and I went to Sedona film festival a couple years ago when their film got selected, um, which is just two hours away from us. And just like look in your local like area, there's a Phoenix film festival. I know a lot of people that have gone to that one, um, start small, start at those local ones that you can actually attend and don't have to travel to. And it's really a great experience. I love festivals. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of festivals starting now that are just highlighting like female made Mm -hmm. films too. Mm -hmm. So I think obviously that's something really cool to look into and, um, we should try to list some of them in the show notes too, because it'd be 
good little resource for people. Yeah, Maybe filmfreeway.com. Yeah, yeah film we'll, we'll list that. That is definitely your one-stop shop. And they, they'll kind of give you a rundown of what they're looking for. So if it is like a woman filmmaker or if it is stories about certain things, like you'll kind of get the rundown and know which festivals are right for you. That's kind of the key to getting into festivals is picking the ones that are right, not just going, oh, I'm going to go to Sundance. Like being realistic and knowing um, what kind of falls in your category of film and knowing what kind of level it's at too. So I would say also go on like short of the week and just watch a bunch of short films and you can kind of kind of get a sense for what's out there right now. Um, what's getting these awards, what's airing at festivals and kind of where you're at. Um, I, I think watching short films is like a great source of inspiration too. Sorry, just going on a tangent now, but love it. when I was in film school, we like started one of my classes every day with watching a new short film. And it's just so cool to see what's out there. That's not on the big screens. That's not, you know, on Netflix. Like there's so much good stuff out there and it only takes, you know, 20 minutes of your time. And, um, so yeah, little tangent there, but short of the week is a great resource to get inspiration for short films or passion projects or anything like that. And then filmfreeway.com is a great place to submit. So let us know if you guys have any other advice on that. Cause I've kind of been out of the game for a couple years, but, um, indie film, man, it's yeah. a cool world. Love it. Yeah. And if you have a question, as always, feel free to email us podcast at female to film.com. Um, ask us in the Facebook group. I feel like asking a question in the Facebook group is really cool because everybody can answer and it's really awesome to see everyone's perspectives and yeah. whatnot. Um, but onto our weekly challenge this week, we kind of want to do something a little fun and creative on the topic of fashion, which this episode was all about. Um, I feel like I got so inspired kind of listening to everyone's favorite movie or show and why you know the fashion behind it which by the way since we recorded that episode I have now watched season two of Bridgerton twice so (laughs) would love to chat about it with people when you watch it let me know because I am literally obsessed (laughs) I've watched it twice twice through anyway speaking of fashion um I think that was Mignon's favorite that's why I brought that up um creating okay so our challenge this week is to create a mood board for your dream project and when we say a mood board we're talking like the visuals like what are people wearing what are the colors like get like into the nitty-gritty of what it actually looks like versus the concept love it and yeah let us know maybe do like a little canva if anyone's a canva user you can actually make cute little mood boards i do this sometimes with my house if i'm like wanting to redesign a room or something you can put things together, you know, or we do it for photo shoots for our own team, you know, like put outfits together, see how they look. So Canva is a great resource, but throw it together, um, post it in the Facebook group. We'd love to see. Yeah. And don't forget to rate and subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Thank you guys so much for all the support. We have a ton of good episodes coming your way. And as always, if you want to hear us cover a certain topic, send us an email, send us a DM, get in touch with us. Cause we'd love to hear kind of what you guys want to hear. And we will see you next Wednesday. Boom. Bye.